You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, Internet? It's Brandon. And it's Bart. It is Bart. What's it up, is. buddy? How you doing, man? And we're filmmakers. And, and we're, we're not drinking we're bourbon. We're not drinking anything. <laughs> cheers, though. <laughs> yeah, cheers. cheers. Yeah. Uh, how you been, man? Been good. Been um, been busy working here, recording FDB on yeah. the, other, the other side, and uh, yeah, just working and shooting video, doing music, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, you're uh, you've you've got uh, you do a, like a whole music thing, right? You're I do a drummer. You teach. You yeah. work with students. You part of a children's program. You have an yeah. album coming out. This yeah. is crazy. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Um, kids group is Songs for Seeds, which has Anna, who you worked with, mm-hmm. um, Anna Klein. Um, we play out in Mason. Um, it's a fun gig. Yeah. During the day. So it's 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 a you're you're a drummer that's part of a gig that's for a corporation or some sort of an organization that is in cities, suburbs that aims to educate and enrich the lives of pre K kids. That's exactly that's pretty much exactly right. right. Yeah. So it's, it's kinda yeah. like you're the wiggles. We're like the wiggles. Yeah. There's like there's a magic portion. There's an animal wheel we spin. Um, kids will come in and be like crying and they hate it. And then by the end, they're jumping there's around. There's an animal wheel? We spin that. There's like. What's the animal wheel? So there's the front end of a donkey or something. And then there's the back end. And we say, what animal, what's that sound make? And then you go and they make a donkey noise. And then we spin the back and it's like, oh, that's not a match. That's a frog. What sound does a frog make? And then we're playing and we're singing and. This it's sounds just, like crazy, a man. Kids acid trip. It. This it, is a <laughs> druggy. I feel like you could do this same thing at any college in America yeah. with shrooms <laughs> yeah. and LSD and pot, yeah. and everybody would they would love it the same. Yeah, they would say this is Seriously. great. Yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, you gotta. The, everyone who's in it is like the singer. It plays in um, big Pink Floyd tribute band. Yeah. Um, the keyboardist is playing in a bunch of stuff. The, the it's all like really good musicians and yeah, it's awesome. I love it. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, we can talk more about that. This is this is one of those shows. I feel like I haven't been on this podcast in a month. It's been three weeks or a month, I right? Think. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. So, so yeah, yeah. So we we got stuff to catch up on. I got a lot to talk about. So uh, yeah. the the first thing I'm going to throw out is I'm not drinking bourbon today for a health reason. Oh yeah, what's wrong? Yeah. What's up? So a couple uh, shows back, Alex went on like a, a cleanse. Mm-hmm. He went on some sort of a, a healthy cleanse, bourbon cleanse. Like, yeah, he was doing meditation, not drinking bourbon, not, not just, drinking, yeah, yeah not, <laughs> not drinking bourbon, not drinking bourbon. He yeah. was doing meditation, all this sort of stuff. Wow, uh, I think that was just because he wanted to. Yeah, you know, he's trying to trying to keep it healthy. Yeah, he's a healthy guy. I, on the other hand, uh, would like to keep drinking bourbon. Me too. But I just got a notification on my last cholesterol check that my liver enzymes are up. Oh, really? So we don't know. Is it? <laughs> is it like, sir? Do you <laughs> do you drink a lot of bourbon? The the, uh, the the question now is: Is it the bourbon, mm-hmm. or is it the Lipitor? So that's where I'm at. We're trying to figure out: Is it? I I take a low dose Lipitor for high cholesterol. So is the Lipitor kicking up my liver enzymes, which is the thing that that can yeah. happen? Yeah. Or is it the bourbon, or is it a combination of both? I mean, do it. I, so that's what yeah. that's the thing I'm in right now, and I don't know. And so you know, we're, I'm working through it. So what I did, part of the deal was we I cut off the bourbon, yeah. and the Lipitor, okay, for three weeks. I got to redo my blood work. Just cutting off the Lipitor is that negatively yeah. affecting you? I don't, no, 
No, it's. I mean, it, it's fine. I'm not going to die or anything. Yeah. But it's, you know. Hmm. And again, some people would say, you know, high cholesterol is a myth. I mean, there's, you know, <laughs> alternative facts. This is the new world we live in. Nothing <laughs> yeah. is real, right? Yeah. So, um, so I don't know. All I know is I, I trust my doctors. They're good people. And they recommended the 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 low dose statin. Um, it seems to keep my cholesterol down. It hasn't affected me with any negative. Hmm. But now there's this this liver thing. So anyway, that's what I've been. That, I haven't yeah. been, and it's been horrible because right before that test result came back, I just bought like a new bottle of uh, Evan Williams Select. Oh man. I know, so I've got That's like just sitting there. So my bourbon collection at home is better than it's ever been because <laughs> you're not drinking it and killing it's it. It's better than it's ever been. I've wow. got like four or five bottles. I've got Damn. some Hudson. I've got some uh, Evan Williams Signature. I've got um, you know just a couple different other things that yeah. I've been wanting to try. Selection. and now I can't drink it. We'll give it a week or two, and then you'll celebrate I know. and kill I know. five. So and here's and, and so to to put uh, salt in the wounds, I am going to New York next week. For uh for a job yeah. where I'm going to be you know kind of being a in, uh, influencer within the agency and and shooting some we'll call it light light behind cool. the scenes yeah and you were using some new gear yeah we we'll, we'll get in yeah. we'll get into that um but so some of my friends in New York um who Angus Oborn who's been on the show just gonna say, Angus. Joe Vile a good friend of mine he's he's on the Slack group um we're all going to connect and hang out and and talk about you know life and film and stuff like that and they were super excited to go out and then yeah, i'm like drink bourbon. I, and i'm like i'm not drinking and now everybody's <laughs> in an uproar yeah and so i don't know i think I, i'm at a point where now where i'm kind of like eh, if i get my blood work done before i leave then i think Check i'm good to levels. go yeah the levels will be checked it's been two weeks yeah and that way the levels will be checked and i'm still drinking bourbon in new york yeah I mean, you're in the position where it's like, you know, a, a party <laughs> band. Everyone every night wants to party with that band. They drink a bunch of beer. You're the filmmaking, filmmaker drinking bourbon guy. Yeah. People are going to want to drink bourbon with yeah, you. Yeah, if I'm in New York and I'm like, hey, let's have an FDB meetup. Well, you're not going to drink what am lemonade. I not, yeah, I mean, am I going to not drink bourbon? Yeah. That's anyway, hard. personal problems. Yeah, check your, uh, check your stuff out. Yeah. Keep keep healthy though. Stay healthy. I'm trying to, man. So, uh, yeah. but anyway, so that, that I wanted that, that's one of the things going on. Um, yeah. But I do have a nice cup of coffee. This coffee is changing my life right now. Yeah. This coffee is dark magic. Yeah, I've had about four cups of that. <laughs> Seriously, all day we just <laughs> you, drink coffee. <laughs> not coffee. You drink dark magic. Dark magic. Yeah, I'm, it's conjuring up. But it's conjuring some. <laughs> My daughter would be so proud. She's a huge Harry Potter fan. Yeah. She loves the dark arts. Yeah. She thinks it's great. She wishes at school they would teach wizardry. Well. And here I am. I'm drinking the dark magic. This is great. She'd love it. She did would, she see the new uh, Fantastic Beast? She did. She loved it. Cool. Yeah. Little She's sound obsessed. images, uh, you know, doing doing that stuff here. That was cool. Oh, yeah. You guys got, what, what did you guys it do? Was Colin Farrell. It was the ADR, the dialogue replacement for um, Colin Farrell. And I was lucky enough to work with... Um, the uh, engineer JP Tech, who was heading it up, um, and we kind of tag teamed it. And every scene that has Colin Farrell was like, like he comes in and he goes like, Tina. And I remember looking at the call sheet, being like, whose name is Tina, and what's going on? But it's the first thing you hear him say. So, um, yeah, we did that. Had the screen here. He looks at it, um, does his lines. We send it off, and boom. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And you guys have been doing a lot. So, so let's 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 kind of. I want to set this up. So I think throughout the the month of January, we've kind of been talking a little bit about um, sort of you know getting your business in the right place for the new year, that sort of thing. Yep. So you know, I've I've noticed around here, you guys, you know, you guys are slamming, man. I mean, yeah. you've had some pretty big A list talent 
yeah. in in the studio almost every week. It seems like there was just a Disney, a big Disney thing going on. Yeah. So day, so yeah. let's let's kind of let's let's segue into the the sound images moment here. Yeah. What is it that you guys are doing this year? You know, what have you done to prepare for this year to kind of hit the ground running, being ready to to go for it and take advantage of all opportunities? Because there's a lot of films that shoot in town here, yeah. and that positions you guys in a place where you can become a resource for. Anything Absolutely. from ADR to, you know, commercials where these A-list talent need to come in and, and knock something out yeah. while they're on set. Yeah. Um, is that something you guys have been strategic about and you've said, hey, in 2017, let's let's try to do more of that? Talk a little bit more yeah. about what you guys are doing. <clears throat> so I think, obviously, as you know, Adam, who's been on the show a thousand times, is is the man and he's killing it with that. Um, and I'm just lucky to be, on, be along for the ride. But I would say there's been a strategic push to get out there and let people know that this is what we do. We're downtown. We're mm-hmm. like, I mean, the studio has been around since like 88. So it yeah. just has like a, a good vibe to it. But I think now they're pushing more than ever to get, um, ADR. Uh, we just had, we were talking about it before we had Jeffrey Wright from, um, Westworld and yeah. the Hunger Games, all this stuff in. Was it him or was it his bot? It was his bot. It was Bernard. <laughs> yeah. He took his glasses was off and cleaned Bernard them. I was like, <laughs> you got nervous. Yeah. You were like, yeah, I told oh, him, I was like, are you shit. a cyborg or are you real? Um, no, and I told him, I was like, man, you were Felix in the James Bond movies. Like, you were James mm-hmm. Bond's friend. And he was like, someone has to be. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's cool. But, um, no, I think the combination of um, Sam, Samantha, um, who anyone who calls Sam Images talks to her. Um, yeah, super nice. It. She's the sweetest ever. Yeah, she kills it as far as setting stuff up. Mixed with Adam, who's like, we all know he's an unreal talent. And yeah, then, and uh, Jack the OG, man. Jack the, the OG. He's the original gangster. And I love being here. I mean, I do... I do what I do, and um, I think it's just a good team of people where it feels like, I think it feels like a family. And then we yeah. have people like you and like Alex and who are just here. and um, Yeah, regulars. Regulars, and yeah. it's just awesome. So um, I would say the, the, str- the strategy is to just hit it harder than ever and get more clients. Yeah. Never get uh, complacent and, and let it. And just be happy, yeah, always it, trying to get more. Would you say that you there's a sense, because I, I feel it from the outside, that it feels like you guys have made an effort to um, – Always look for opportunities. Yeah, I think that would be a key phrase for you know people as they're they're starting off their year. Uh, you'd be be surprised where you can find opportunities, and oh, I feel yeah. that Adam does a great job of always turning over every rock to make sure he doesn't miss an opportunity. He called me the other day. He had a random inquiry. I think it was from Germany. Mm. He called me and he's like, "Hey." Uh, I'm going to pitch this guy in Germany. I don't know how this thing would even work out if it happens, if it lands, but he emailed me. He wants the video. We partner together. And so he's very persistent with that. So I would say, you know, uh, those of you listening, um, you know, again, you know, I I always like to try to give you guys a little something to take away with. But as as you push through into this new year, um, as we're, you know, in February, leaving January, um, don't underestimate the power of of the the unturned rock. Oh my god, yeah. Look for the opportunities. And then follow up with the turn yeah. rock. I mean follow up and, and go for it. So yeah. um absolutely and that's what we've been doing at Leapframe. We're we're right now we're we're so close to launch I've talked about this even ending into last year. We're so close to l- launching the new brand. Um we've been around this is our fifth year. You know, most companies don't last two to three years. No. No. And then uh even then they're usually not profitable. Yeah. And then hardly like you know Ninety percent of them don't even make it to five years. No, you guys are killing it. So we've made it to five years, and this year we decided, okay, we feel really strong about our point of view. 
about the kind of work that we want to do. You yeah. know? And that takes time to understand as a company. Yeah. You know, a lot of people um, on the Slack group have asked us, you know, hey, uh, what do you think about my reel? Or should I cut a, a, a demo reel, a director's reel, a editor's reel? And me and Alex always respond with this answer. Cut the reel to show the work that you want to do. You nailed it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. so that's the thing that, that I think is what we're really trying to push. Um, and so we're really excited. Uh, hopefully in the next several weeks we'll be able to uh, launch that, our marketing efforts to kind of tell people. Um, it's not that LeapFrame is changing. It's just that we have, we have as you mature. You're grown, yeah. You become – you, you start to understand better who you are. Yeah, you can choose what you want to do and what you yeah. don't want to do and say, hey, so, we don't do that. Yeah, so we're yeah. at a point now where we really feel like we understand who we are, and that's that's exciting. So we're going to share that with you guys in the yeah. community. Um, so I do want to encourage the listeners that, you know, start to ask those questions. You know, some of you have been doing this, you know, for several years now. You've been shooting weddings. You're doing corporate. You're doing brand stuff. Um, there's There's a whole list of things you don't like to do. And there's a whole list of things that you do like to do. Yeah. So I would say, you know, think about that and really start to categorize and think about your your small business or your your large business, you know, whoever's listening, and really get focused um, and start to be the people who do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And start to say no to A, B, or C. Exactly. And really start to kind of live your brand in that way. And, and that's what uh, – I'm just excited at this point to actually finally move, start working, like move yeah. past the branding and the relaunching and the strategizing uh, that you you do in the beginning of the, the new year, and to to hit the ground running. Yeah, so. I ju- I actually just finished in a similar uh, fashion. Just I've been working on a portfolio website for myself. Yeah, drums, video, audio, and every time yeah, I yeah, you're it like to, a renaissance. I, but man. like that's the thing is like with what you're saying, I've showed <laughs> it to people and they go, "Why the hell does it say drums on here?" Yeah, and then I was showing it to Adam and he was like. The, and it stuck with me. It all, he's told it to me years ago. But he says, "What do we call you? What do I call you for?" And it's like, "There's 20 things on there." It's like, "Yeah, maybe if I'm trying to pitch a video, I don't doesn't matter about drums. They don't yeah. care about audio. So you kind of got to. You're talking right. about just you're, you've narrowed it. This is what we do. We mastered it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm always like, you don't want to sell yourself short. Sure. And have someone. Well, you know, I think from a musician standpoint, that's that's a an, an interesting pitch, and I think it. it you got to also understand the market you're in. Yep. So a good friend of mine, Mark Evitz, I think you, I don't know if you've worked with him. Mm-hmm. You guys, I know Adam has. Um, he is a string uh, utility musician cool. out of Nashville. So his primary instrument is the fiddle um, or violin, depending on the genre yeah, he's playing. Depending on where you are. <laughs> um, and he then plays mandolin and he plays guitar. Cool. So uh, he does a lot of session work. He does a lot of scoring, that sort of thing. So – He's in Nashville. There's a huge market for studio work. Um, he is connected to L.A. for stuff with TV on scoring. Yep. And he does do a lot of things. But what he's really focused on is he said, hey, I do strings. I compose strings. I arrange strings. I can play strings. So he's yep. the string guy. He, he made a conscious choice to become the string That's guy. That's what he does. Which was a little bit of a shift from the utility musician. Yeah. And um, now he still does that. It's still a part of who he is. But really, the work he wants to do is to arrange strings, to do strings. So if you need strings, if you're listening, if you have a film, short film, if you have something you're working on, you need really good strings, 
Um, you should you should get a hold of Mark. He's uh, markevitz.com or just Google Mark Evitz or email me or holler at me on Twitter and I'll connect you. Um, anyway, all that to say, in your position, you know, you got to look at the market you're in mm-hmm. and what's the work, you know, but I mean, but yes, in general, you know, it. I think it does have a benefit to either be like, oh, you're the first call drum guy in Cincinnati, but you also happen to do these other things. Yeah. Or you are a first and foremost a first call, you know, video editor, freelance video editor who also happens to be a really good drummer and does these sort mm-hmm. of things or do whatever you have that might be. Sites? Do you? I mean, that's kind of. A, I don't know. See, that's a. Yeah. Do you have a little link that leads to a whole different? It could site? be. You could yeah. set up. You know, you could set up your your world to be expressed in. You know, like think of a brand, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you are a. Um, Procter and Gamble, you have all of these other brands you know, yeah. that are part of you. Yeah. Um That's and but you never you don't you don't sell uh you know you don't sell old spice to the same audience that you sell whatever a Tide or something. Tide is, yeah. right? Yeah. So they have separate websites, but they're owned by the same people. So I don't know, that's interesting to think of. I, think of your own personal brand in, you know, if there's any listeners that that have answers, tweet us, yeah. join the Slack group, talk about it. Can you divide up your personal brand as a conglomerate? Meaning, yeah. <laughs> meaning you you pitch your your drum services and under a different portfolio than your editing, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But could they you don't go together? Really. But could you have it all under one umbrella where then all of your four websites are you know linking yeah. to each other? Yeah. I don't know. And at that, it point, makes sense. Yeah. Well, side note, I'll tell you what, and this is something probably cool for people to mess with. I've been using, I built the site and I've been messing with Adobe Muse. Yeah. Dude, I love, and I'm sure other people have used it, I love Muse. Cool. I used to use Dreamweaver, used to do some coding in high school and college, but um, for anyone who's looking to do a pretty quick, easy website, and hosting is included with your CC subscription. So is, is Muse, is it like Squarespace? Muse is like Photoshop and InDesign... That then automatically generates code. It automatically generates the code. Weird. And I can do. You can do side scrolling. I use uh, gifs or gifs to animate things that like blink, like a little drum animation. It's awesome. I huh. love it. It is awesome. It's like um, you can do a lot. You can, like I said, side scroll left, right, up, horizontal, vertical. You can do. Um, you can have widgets. There's built-in yeah. stuff. It's awesome, but you love that stuff. So I you like to stuff. tinker. I like to tinker. It you takes know, you're, so long. Again, you're the you're the Renaissance man. You yeah. can. I like doing that. You can do kind of everything. Jeremy Kramer blew my mind when I was pretty much a kid, and he said, "Oh, you don't want to be a jack of all trades. You're jack of all trades, master of none." Talking about something else, because he, as you know, killer photographer, killer guitarist, doesn't want to do video, doesn't want to play anything else, doesn't want to do yeah. this. Master of one thing. He's kind of a master of two of things. Of two things. Because he can shred, he right? He can shred. We're working on um, – we're going to be coming in here and doing a new um, album soon. It's yeah. three songs we've taken forever to write. But, um, yeah, two, master of two things. Master of two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm definitely a generalist. Me too. I like in a lot of that. Ways. Yeah. I like being able to do – I feel like nowadays <laughs> – Whoa. Pop filter. Cheers. With, uh, Cheers to the pop filter. With the, the – the, the, Time we live in, where everybody has a computer and a microphone and a camera, you got to be a yeah general master to compete to compete. So anyway, Interesting. yeah. So all right. So what else is going on with you? What do you? Let's get back to the basics of the show. Yeah. What have you been watching? 
So I loved Westworld. I'm always sitting there in the other room engineering while you guys are talking about it. Love yeah. Westworld. Um, Game of Thrones, I love it. Um, I got to the season, I got to season five. I watched it heavy. And then I just kind of like, I had to stop for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I love the, I can't wait for the leftovers to come back on HBO. Is that any good? Yeah, I loved it. Season one was awesome. Season two was pretty cool. Um, season three is going to be coming out. Is that like a biblical thing? It's like, like a rapture. It's like a rapture type thing, but it's, um. Is Kirk Cameron in it? (laughs) No, it's, uh, (laughs) it's Justin, uh, what's his name? Jennifer Aniston's husband or boyfriend. Justin Thoreau or whatever, but dude, it's awesome, man. There's like. It's just cool. Liv Tyler's in it. Um, what else? Man, HBO just kills it. Silicon yeah, Valley is great. Um, yeah. I watch a bunch of car shows. I'll just sit in there editing video and just watch, like, Velocity, <laughs> a bunch of car yeah. shows. But, um, yeah, what about you? Same, st- Still watching the same stuff? Um, well, you know, uh, when we have time, I've been doing a lot of reading. Very cool. Yeah, I, I so I go I, – I always read a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I go in uh, – What sw- do you read? Swaths? Is that a – is that a word? Swaths? Uh, like large, like I read, I go uh, in like waves of. That sounds better than swaths. <laughs> so um, maybe we need to start at, start introducing what are you reading into this mix? I don't read anything. It doesn't really make, so, it doesn't really yeah. make sense for a film show. But anyway, yeah. uh, so I read typically, I read nonfiction. Cool. Um, I, I have a, I feel like I waste my time with fiction yeah. because I would rather watch a film. That's that is fiction, fictional. Yeah, my yeah. fiction, the fiction in my life comes through film. Yeah. So when I read, I like to be stuff that is making me uh, smarter, like broader, more enriched. Biographies. Yeah, and... I do read biographies. So like, I have, uh, I love jazz. So I, I have uh, uh, just finished um, John Coltrane. Yeah, a cool. biography on Coltrane. I've got a autobiography on Charles Mingus. Yeah. Who's probably my fave favorite from the uh, sort of the bebop era? Yeah, and I've got the autobiography of Willie Nelson. Cool, Trigger and yeah. yeah. Uh, I read the Questlove's book, which was really really good. Cool, I'm sure that's a good drama. Yep, and uh, Jay Z's uh, Decoded was a great book. Wow. Um, How long does it take you to read a book? Are you like a book oh, in a day kind of guy? Not a day. I always have. At least four to five books going at once. That's crazy. I bounce back. How do you? Okay. So, so in addition to autobiography, I then read. I get into like humanities and sciences. Typically, is where I live. What's an example of that? So, um, reading a book on um, on uh, physics right now. That like is a grade school physics book. Or? No, it's <laughs> well. It's called. I just finished it. It's called. Um, Oh, dang on it. It's called uh, Astronomy Will Save the World. Cool. And it's by, like, the head of physics at Southern Florida University, and it's talking about how, you know, we need to continue to um, keep a priority on the, in the sciences. And it kind of defeat it, it kind of gets into a little bit of, like, confronting denialism and hmm. letting people know that, look, if we don't pursue the sciences, um, our species will end. It's not a matter of yeah. if. It's, it's a, a matter of when. We will be— obliterated by an asteroid or whatever it might be. Yeah. So we have to get off of this planet for our survival. And one of the cool things from that book, which I, I thought was amazing, and I just, you know, sometimes you read this stuff and you think you know it, but then you forget it, and then something comes along and you're like, wow, I, that is amazing Yeah. That, that you don't think about this. But water, let's think about water for a second. What okay. is water? Okay, so that's that's something you think about. And you're like, okay, it's something you drink. 
this is what's amazing about water. And I don't know that most people think about this every single day. <laughs> and in space, if we can mine water yeah. from uh, comets and asteroids, those things, yeah. water gives us two major things that we need for survival in space. Oxygen, mm-hmm. rocket fuel. Explain the rocket fuel. Yes. <laughs> so oxygen, so you have to use electrolysis, and you can get oxygen out of water. So it would be like a percolator type situation? Some deal, where... but you can extract it. Okay. There's a way to do it uh, that's not hard. And then uh, rocket fuel because uh, H2O, mm-hmm. so hydrogen hydrogen is in there, and yeah. hydrogen is in rocket fuel. Boom. As we all know. <laughs> so you can, with water, have a source of oxygen and fuel. So now your spacecraft, A, you can breathe, and B, you can push further into the cosmos. Running on water. Absolutely. Wow. To then find or land on a place that is going to be uh, welcoming. So mm-hmm. there's right now, uh, you know, uh, astronomers have found multiple uh, second Earths that they think are I've very, but they're so far away yeah. that you have to be able to get there. And so to get there, that means along the way you have to mine water. Meaning, as you're yeah. driving, as you're traveling through the multiverse, um, well, the universe or potential multiverse, if it exists, they're still trying to prove it. Uh, as you're traveling through space, you would then harvest water from asteroids or comets along the way, continuing you to allow it to breathe hmm. and project your fuel. And we know that you can land on an asteroid. Absolutely, or a comet. they've already done it. it they did it in uh, Armageddon. They've- <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and they did it in Armageddon. Bruce Willis yeah. taught us that. With uh, yeah, but um, so I read things like that. Um, some stuff I don't understand, but I I enjoy reading it. I force myself to read it because I feel like something deeper is happening within the cosmos and my brain, even though I don't understand it. Well, it sounds more like it's like not like you're reading a book and it's like this is physics 101. It's more like the world and how physics makes it. Yeah, but I I, I do that. read textbooks as well. Oh wow, yeah. So I just finished a book that's kind of a textbook-esque called Basic Economics. It's hmm. all on economic theories. That's cool. Kind of dumping into that a little bit. Um, just so you know business moves to do the right thing. And yeah, well, and more or less like I want to understand economics. I yeah. want to understand the world. Like I think, you know, everyone assumes that capitalism and Big C and the American way is the only option. And there's, yeah. it's one of many theories. Yeah. It's, that's true. And um, so I just – I want to be informed. I want to know. I want to understand things like that. There's a book um, – there's a book on my list uh, and I'm going to – this shouldn't be too explicit. I'm going to quote the title. Is um, It's called The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm excited to see what that's about. Yeah, that, that seems, sounds cool. That seems great because yeah. I feel like we live in a world where sometimes um, we're too – we think our lives are too important. We I think heard, that yeah. everything is important. Yeah. We're always on social media. Sort of I heard and, our generation – this generation yeah. thinks about that where everyone – that's just some video online. But, yeah, everyone yeah. thinks they're the most important thing. Sure. Yeah. So I think the more the more we can – I don't know, start to realize we don't matter that much anymore – Stuff like that. It's I don't know. Ca- yeah. I mean, so, it's just crazy to think about, like, even in the big picture, no matter what you're doing, we live right now, like it or not, in a very historical time. Yeah. So you'll look back and be like, oh, was I doing this? Was that significant? Sure. It's like, no, this date, this time, 2017, pretty crazy. 
It is, yeah. With the world going on right now. So I've been doing a lot of reading. Yeah. Um, but I always do love to watch a documentary. Me too. Um, and I watched the documentary on a DJ called I'll Sleep When I'm... Steve Aoki. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I heard it was cool. It is cool. Yeah. It's called I'll Sleep When I'm Done or When, dead, I'm, when I'm Dead. Yeah. Um, he seems pretty wild. Yeah. He throws birthday cakes at people. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I'm not big know. into that. I, it's just not... I'm not my kind of music, but I respect him. Yeah. And, um, I, I don't... I like... Ambient music. I don't know if I, if EDM. I don't, I don't think that's ambient. I don't know if it's like, considered EDM, but like there's yeah. a there's a, a DJ slash digital artist um, goes by Petite Biscuit. Hmm. If you're into, if you like stuff that's sort of like chill, it's got good beats, but it's calming, and you can like read while listening to it or work while listening to it. Yeah. Google Petite Biscuit. Man, there's a DJ RJ D2. Our, I saw him. Real into him. It was cool. The, those guys. And Boards then, of Canada. You ever listen to them? No. Boards of Canada. Same stuff. It's like you put it on. Like if you're editing or making like working Tyco? on a website, it's like Tyco. Okay, cool. Boards of Canada is awesome. It's a little weirder. Like yeah, it's a, it's out there. Um, yeah, Boards of Canada is cool. Uh, Architect. The key yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. Is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm into that stuff. I yeah. like. There's a time. It's relaxing for yeah. me. Yeah. But I love beats, so I always got to have that beat element. Yeah. So I, I really don't like ambient music that doesn't have beats, like some of that Brian Eno stuff. Brian, that's like just like music for airports or whatever. Yeah, that's a little. I like that the musicality. Of, yeah. Yeah. I just want beats. Yeah. I mean, your DJ done did it. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Be real. I know. I've got some mixtapes that I haven't had a, ch- a time to get to. I want to get to. Oh man. Yeah. Jeez. I, I might do that this weekend. There's never man with music. I got the, a new mix. The hardest thing to do with anything is just to start and do it. Yeah. Starting yeah. is the hardest part. You're, you know what? And that's a great point. Man, wow. You brought that full circle yeah. to what we've been trying to say this whole sort of yeah. beginning of this year is how to start. You got to start. You got to start. And you know what? Sometimes you just do it. Yeah. Um, just force yourself to do it. Yeah. I had I was reminded of that very point today. I was on my way to work, um, and I got out. I was paying the park, and this lady walks by, hmm. and she says, excuse me. Do, do you know anyone who reads? <laughs> tying, I'm tying this back to the book thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, what? And so I kind of delightfully was like, uh, that's an amazing opening question. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I was like, yes, I do know people who read. Yeah. And and I didn't know. I'm trying to size her up. Like, is she is she homeless? Is there like um because you know yeah, is, is there is she selling me on something? Is she a student? Um, I don't know, but like she definitely. She did not look like a typical nine to five downtown business person. Okay, but she definitely did not look. I mean, she was presentable. She looked nice. Yeah. What was the follow up? So I'm like wondering what the sell is. Yeah. So I say, um, I say yes, I do know people who read, and she goes great. She (laughs) then walks away. (laughs) She says she reaches into her coat, hands me a handwritten. what, what do you call that? College, college ruled paper. Yeah. College ruled paper, handwritten. That was the name of her book, her, her authorship, her title, her Facebook page, her Amazon. Wow. And at the bottom, it says, um, "Tell everyone." <laughs> and I got to thinking about wow. it, and it actually made my whole morning because I was like, "That was one of the most effective marketing campaigns." Grassroots, yeah. That I have <laughs> ever experienced yeah. personally, like. I could not refute her opening pitch. No, and now Do you're you know, telling it. Yes, on this podcast, <laughs> yes. and you're telling. Well, everyone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna actually wow. write a blog post because I, I loved it. Like she cut out 
She cut out all the crap. Yeah. She said, do you know anyone who reads? So she's finding her target demographic. There was only one way to answer that question. Yeah. It's yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah really? I think I know and someone then who reads. At the yes, she was like, great. Now I will move That's in for my hook. clothes. Yeah. She delivers me the goods, which was this book. What's the book? Of, what it, what? And it, it was handwritten. <laughs> so it was very personal. Yeah. And it's interesting. So I looked it up. There, it, it was right there on Amazon. Um, you wow. can, if you have uh, Amazon Unlimited, you can uh, read it for free. What's the book? Do you know what it's, it's about? Three hundred twenty-five pages. Wow. Um, I, I don't have it in front What's of it me. About? I'm I mean, gonna. Is it? I don't know. All right. Whatever. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Though. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought that was amazing. How you know? Here's this this woman, young woman, young writer. Yeah. And she doesn't have a publisher. Okay. She's she doesn't have much. But you know what? She started. Yeah. She started. She now started. She's out there right now. She started, and she's out there hustling in her own unique way. Yeah. Whatever it is she's doing, guess what? She's further than every one of you who haven't started. Yeah. Bingo. You haven't started <laughs> writing your book yet. Yeah. That's awesome. So anyway, That's I'm going cool. to write a blog post on it because I was really inspired by it. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I don't know if daunting. I, I will look at the book. I don't. I might. I think I'm gonna buy the book. Buy the book. I mean, you're supporting she, her. How much was it? Like ten bucks. It's like nine bucks. That's not bad. I don't know. I'm. I don't read much. I like to read, but I am more of an audio person. In the time that I'm reading, I would find myself being. I'll go and to sound images and mix something, or I'll work yeah, yeah, on that. Yeah. But last book I read was on my phone. It was um, sci-fi. Jules Verne um, from the Earth to the Moon. Sounds awesome. It was cool. It was there's like an app like free books. When I'm reading books, I'm trying to read a cool old book. Mainly, I don't write a lot of lyrics, yeah. but I'm looking at it for oh, that's a cool song title. Yeah, that's yeah, a cool yeah, this. Yeah, so yeah. I'm looking mainly for like you're mining. I'm mining for not for, for water. No, but for <laughs> ideas. Right, because <laughs> ideas are not just ideas. They're fuel. They're fuel and oxygen. And they're oxygen, and that's rocket fuel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or rock, rock, it, rock it. it. Fuel. Fuel. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. So, uh, no, that's cool, man. Um, yeah. But aside from the documentary stuff, I mean, I've w- watched a couple other things. We just started with the family and the kids, the uh, Lemony Schnicket's series of unfortunate events on Netflix. Is it good? It is phenomenal. Really? Oh, my gosh. Very hmm. much has a, a look and aesthetic of Jean-Pierre Junet, who okay. directed Amelie yeah. and Mick Max. yeah. Uh, kind of some Wes Anderson in there, but really, really cool art design, really cool production uh, design and sort of execution. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is awesome. Is he Lemony Snicket? He's the guy. Is it different than the one with Jim Carrey? Oh, it's okay. so much better. Okay. And it's a series. It's a little a t- darker. It's a TV series. Cool. And I I'm not a big Jim Carrey fan personally. He's okay. Um, respect. He, yeah. All due respect. Yeah, no no disrespect. Yeah. But I'm just not – he's not my flavor of comedy and you know what not. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What is your favorite Nicolas Cage movie? Nick Cage. I just read an article about Nick Cage uh, who dropped in on Nick. I saw Nick it. Cage and he Con. read. Uh, he read. Um, he went to a Nick Cage the, conference. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say if it, if you're going Nick Cage, I'm going Con Air every time. Con Air. Okay. Every yeah. time. Put down the bunny. <laughs> every time. <laughs> yeah, I was just talking about that with someone uh, yesterday. I'm going to say Raising Arizona. Yeah, it's I mean, classic. classic film. He's just got so many weird out there moments. Like the the clips on YouTube yeah. of his weirdest moments are uh, is pretty cool. It's yeah, funny he's, to watch. he's something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, 
Thought I'd ask. I wanted to. I wanted to ask. <laughs> You're like, that. I need to know this, right? <laughs> yeah, I need to know that. right now. I need yeah. to know Nick Cage. Um, so, uh, yeah. so yeah. So anyway, Lemony Snickets. Yeah. Um, You're, you've been watching. What else? I, I haven't seen Mr. Robot or Black Mirror. You know what? I was watching Mr. Robot when we had we were borrowing or using my in-laws' cable code, which allowed me to stream okay. USA, and now I can't. It's on USA. I didn't know that. So now I gotta go to the iTunes store and I guess buy the rest of season two. Yeah. But I do love Mr. Robot. Um, cool. And what else? I, I really want to start. I want to watch that series with um, the new the new Pope, the young Pope. I heard it was cool. Yeah. I heard his accent comes in and out. I haven't seen it, but I heard like sometimes it'll be like. Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm fine. A, I like yeah. I'm a Jude Law fan. Yeah, I like Jude Law. Uh, which, by the way, Jude Law is in one of my favorite films. Which I is? heart Huckabees. Really, I've never seen that. Oh my gosh, you got to see it. I've never seen it. Enemy I at the gates. No, I, behind enemy lines. Oh man, I heart Huckabee is like a, it's like a Gen X, mill, not quite. I wouldn't say millennial. It's yeah, yeah. millennial. Is it's it a rom com. It's a Gen X millennial like. Uh, uh, manifesto. Okay. That's kind like of. one hell of a genre, right? <laughs> well, it's just like a, it's this, Dustin Hoffman works as like an undercover de- uh, existential detective. Huh. And the main character is Jason Schwartzman okay. and uh, Mark Wahlberg's in it. Really? Jude Law. Uh, it's got a, cra- Lily Tomlin. It's got a crazy uh, cast and it's this, the whole thing is just a total philosophical hmm. like uh, film trying to explore our existence but it's a comedy interesting and it's great to, i it's used to great. see it at blockbuster oh, when so you good. check out it would always be there it's so good there's this great huh. scene where mark Wahlberg and jason schwartzman are sitting at a picnic table with this giant red ball it's part of their therapy from lily tomlin and their 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 therapist where they smack each other in the face with this giant red ball <laughs> um Sounds like funny. a and and it and then the point of doing it is so that in that brief millisecond, they experience nothingness. And so they keep doing it and they're like, did you got it? And they're like, yes, I got it. (laughs) That's funny. And it's like this great like thing. It's like an ex. It's that's funny. funny. Check it out. Yeah, it's good. It's a really, it's a really good film. Man, you know what I just watched that I recommend briefly and a man called Ove, O-V-E. Really? Swedish movie. My wife read the book and she was like, let's watch it. So we watched it. And it was very, it was one of those movies. It was kind of slow. It's yeah. in, they're like, they fight over no Saab is better or no uh, Volvo is better because they're yeah. both Swedish. Um, I would recommend it very well. I don't know who the DP or the director was, but it's on Amazon Prime or whatever. Man called Ove, O-V-E. Very well done. All right. Check, it, check out. it out. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, speaking of of uh, European car manufacturers. Did you see the commercial that uh, Audi put out for the Super Bowl with the girl in the soapbox racer car? No, I have so, not seen that yet. I think it's great. I think it's beautiful. Uh, I have a daughter. I thought it was enriching, but then they're getting a lot of flack because there's people challenging them saying, oh, do you do you really have equal pay for women? Basically, it's it's a commercial that's promoting mm. – um, the the Audi brand saying that we support equal pay for women, and then there's a lot of people on the internet who were challenging them, like really. So they researched it and said you actually don't. I guess I'm not right. sure, How but anyway. You? But the film, the the commercial is really inspiring. I, I tweeted about it. It's really well shot and done and, cool. and heartwarming. But it brings to the point an article I just read. I I retweeted. I thought it was good. Was um in Inc. Magazine was the idea that the new sexy is is social cause. 
And mm-hmm. so yeah. companies are getting their wins through social cause versus sexiness. So, for instance, yeah. Lyft yep. saying they're going to donate a million dollars to ACLU. All of a sudden, everybody's like, quit using yeah, Uber. Uber. Quit using Uber. And so, um, you know, Starbucks, we're going to hire all of the uh, immigrants. Yeah, you know? refugees. So it was an interesting article. And I started thinking about it from a philosophical standpoint. So this is kind of a philosophical podcast. Hey, so dig deeper. Uh, yeah, I hope you're ready for go this. Go for it. So I got to thinking about this, right? And and I'm not against any of these things. Like the, I think a lot. I think it's great that you know we've moved from hey, there's a you know half naked girl to hey, yeah, I want to I want to I want to buy this brand because they invest in humanity. I think that's a great move. Yeah. But isn't it isn't it kind of theoretically the same? thing mm-hmm. so like aren't isn't pimping immigrants technically philosophically just as dirty as pimping yeah. the female species they're selling right they're trying to get you to uh it's for a better cause but you gotta you know what i'm saying yeah i do at the top they don't they might care I'm, but yeah you know, I mean. whether you care or not if the goal if the root of the heart or the goal is to increase profits, which it is. Whether you are pushing boobs <laughs> or war-torn babies, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. doesn't really matter. And therefore, if that's the root heart, it's kind of the same. But isn't that the heart of capitalism at its core? Is just to sell to people, and that's advertising. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. But so what I'm reading about with some of the economic theories is this, you know, thinking about it differently in this. This is the weirdest podcast. By the way. <laughs> yeah, it's not Think, bourbon or filmmaking. <laughs> thinking about it differently in the sense that, you know, economics, you know, what I'm reading right now is it doesn't really care. Okay. So yeah. economics is this sort of thing, this other that doesn't really care one way or the other politically or whatnot. It's just kind of a thing. It's like mm-hmm. gravity. Gravity doesn't really care. No. Right? It just exists. So economics is this thing that is really sort of, the way I'm understanding it, this sort of uh, this mechanism that determines what you do with resources. Mm-hmm. Right? There's scarce resources. There's abundant resources. Whatever are the how do we divide up these resources? How do we divide up the limited amount of water on planet Earth yeah. in a way that's fair? How do we yeah. distribute uh, our you know labor workforce and our talents to benefit the people of the world? Agreed. Does yeah. everybody you know just make corn? Well, then we have an overabundance of corn. So yeah. It, anyway. Whatever it is, I'm just using that as an example for all you farmers out there. I don't really care about corn right now. I'm just kind of using an example. And so what the book, what this book is doing for me is starting to give me a viewpoint to, sh- to look at the world in a much broader sense of, you know, it's not – sometimes it's not as political as you might think. Mm-hmm. The, the economic game sometimes is very much driven by like – this other that is the market that is simply reacting to what the market is doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and human so, nature to be interested in something that's yes. this and, and that. so in this journey, in this recent book that I've read, I learned maybe the most one of the most disturbing things I've ever learned. Lay it on us. So in the during the Great Depression era, mm-hmm. uh, the Franklin Roosevelt, 
in, in, in that time, they were trying to deal with this sort of inflation offset, you know, things where prices were out of, out of, were crazy, all this sort of stuff. One of the areas where they had an overabundance of stuff was in farming, specifically pig farming, hmm. I believe in St. Louis. Wow. I think that's right. You have to go back. The, the book I'm quoting from is, is in Basic Ec- Economics by Thomas somebody. Yeah. Sorry. Sounds, yeah. And it talks about this this moment in time where Franklin Delano Roosevelt and his administration basically gave the green light and subsidized essentially, I believe it said, the killing of six million pigs. Wow. They That's des- a lot of pigs. They had to destroy the pigs because the pigs were would be eating all the corn. Did they then eat the pigs? I don't – I think they were packaged up for like packaged meat. Yeah, you would – I mean if it's the Great Depression and there's all this – Dude, it's the craziest thing that's nuts. That's I've ever bad. read in my life. So if you're out there, Google FDR St. Louis killing pigs by the millions. Look this up. It's so strange hmm. and I feel like somebody needs to make a film about it or at yeah. least a documentary Yeah, because it's bizarre and – Quite disturbing. And meanwhile, everyone is going hungry during the Great Depression, and they're just killing pigs upon pigs upon pigs. Wow. Um, I guess the breeding went uh, – my wife and I used to have a pet pig for a little really? bit. Yeah, like when the teacup pig craze blew yeah. up. Don't buy pigs. They're great animals, but, man, they, they don't stay small. No. So Even a teacup pig is pretty it's, big? It's a, it's a scam. It's really? a lie. Yeah, the pig is now like 350 pounds, and it lives out in what? Lebanon. I guess close to uh, where Alex lives, um, and on a fruit farm. Um, this is crazy stuff. So yeah, cocoa pigs can't go upstairs either. So I had to pick that damn pig up the <laughs> stairs and take it up every time. And two months ago, I had a hernia surgery. So let's maybe that has something to nuts. do with it. Yeah, the pig was awesome though. Sleep, it would go in a litter box and yeah, pigs are smart. Pigs are very smart. Very cool animal. I mean, yes. Yeah. So anyway, anyway wow, where's this podcast crazy. going? Yeah. Anyway, so anyway. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's what I've been I've been pondering a lot lately. Yeah, think about things stuff. are going on. I got I feel like some some new work's going to bubble up out of this. Well, it's a good way to um like you said it's that that when you're done with the project and you're doing new projects yeah. and you're starting, you got to think about stuff and Yeah, you got to get in there and uh you got to pivot. I like that. Yeah. Uh all right, so we talked about watching stuff. What are you what are you working on? So I just finished um, an album with my band Talk, um, hitting hard, trying to get new songs ready, doing, um, planning a CD release show, um, just finished up. So is the album done? The album's done. It's getting shipped today, actually. Can, can we, I mean, is it possible? Can we get it, can we Can we hear a sample? Yeah. Well, I can. Uh, can we punch a sample in? I think we can punch a sample in. Is that, can you really, can you give yeah. us? Okay, cool. We can so, sample it right so now. So let's, right now, uh, set it up. Set it up right now and throw to the sample. Okay. So what are we about to hear? Here we go. This is about to be what we are releasing as the single called Bearskin. There's going to be a video coming for it soon. This is the first time anyone's ever heard this. We'll just do a short little Anywhere. excerpt. Anywhere. A premiere. A premiere. This is a premiere. Okay. So right a now. premiere soundbite. premiere soundbite. We won't play the whole thing, but um, it's one out of nine songs on the album, self-titled album. Um, so this is Bearskin by Talk. Check it out. Well, I want you. Well, I want you to Set me up on my own feet Two light-headed days for me 
nice, man. Glad you like it, man. That's I mean, that, cool. A lot of, lot of, lot of. I'm very fortunate to we to work at Sound Images where sure. I can mix it. But um, yeah, we did half of it at WNKU um, with our friend Matt Mormon over there. Cool. Um, drums and bass. And man, when you, it's like when you start mixing something, you learn a lot more. I remixed the, the whole CD three times. It's crazy. <laughs> but um, and so, do you feel now that and and now you probably feel this sort of like. You don't. You kind of don't want it to be done. Yeah, right? I want to go back to. Like, I mean, I would mix, right, twelve hours. In and one I think night. that's the that's the thing as an artist. No matter what your discipline is, is it's it's kind of depressing when you're done. Yeah, like when it's finished. Yeah, the fun's over. Well, now though, we like as a band, um, you actually have a pro. You don't exist really without a CD. Yeah, you have a product now to sell to people. Sure. So like you. It's like we've been working on this album for a year, and it's like we haven't even started as a band because right, we right, haven't released right. the album. Yeah, but, because uh, if without the album, no one knows what you sound like. Yeah, if they, they don't know what you sound like, they don't come to a show. They if they show, don't come yeah. to a show, they don't buy the album. It's, yeah, it's big it's a old whole circle. Thing. But um, so yeah, we're booking a um, booking a CD release show, and hopefully we're gonna do it motor. But we're waiting to hear back. Um, hopefully April or May, and check it out. And awesome, man. Yeah, it should be cool. Uh, is there a where can people find the, the band? Where to get the album? So there will that? be info on I think talk the band is um, on Facebook. It's Talk the Band, and then it's talkthebandbandcamp.com. Um, okay. And I'll throw up, there's some old stuff, um, a live session, a couple live sessions, but I'll throw up the single on there, that, uh, and you can hear the full song um, on our Bandcamp, and you'll find a, a video. Hope We're going to be shooting a video. I'm actually going to try to hit up Alex to, uh, he said a while ago, he's like, I'd love to help you with a video. Yeah, so awesome. I'm holding you to it, buddy. Nice. <laughs> no, he's great. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, so, anything else you're working on? Um, I've been doing uh, all the social media stuff for actually a, a company that I should say it, it's Richter and Phillips Jewelry, like the yeah. jewelry store that's across the street. I just did some video for them, some of their marketing, um, doing uh, some voiceover stuff on the side um, as a talent. You got that smoky, smoky pipes, uh, yeah. man. So uh, like people like the low, the low voice. Um, little bit of everything, man. Can you give us a little sample right now? Let's just uh, sell me on... Okay, I'm going to be the director. Okay, hey, I need you to sell me on this green sock hat. Okay. And the copy is going to be... Um, uh, when you need a sock for your head, don't put them on your feet. <laughs> Get a sock hat. Okay. When you need a sock for your... Right, when you need yeah. a sock for your head, don't put it... Okay. When you need a sock for your feet, wait, <laughs> flip that. This is great. When you need a sock for your head, don't put it on your feet. Buy the sock hat. I forgot the line. Great job. That's why great you, that's job. How you print, I like it. That's why you print a script. That's good, man. That's Actually, good. I'll say uh, Mayor Cranley was here this morning, and yeah. they were reading some lines off to him. Dude's got a memory like an elephant. Yeah. He just he So he was nailing out, them. Where I can't even, like, if I'm trying to remember a phone number, <laughs> I have to go back between apps five times. Do you find, is, now, do you, because I have a voiceover, like, people hear my podcast voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, which, I mean, you're a voiceover. Which is funny, because when the last FDB uh, meetup we did in L.A., Several people were like, you totally sound like you do on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought? It's so and weird. I was like, yeah. It's me. Because that's how I talk. Yeah. You do sometimes like but if lower I, it. it or... Yeah. If I'm going to do like, so this is my, my talking voice. Yeah. But if I were to do my voiceover voice, then that's a different it's thing. It's a different story. That's that's like on the beginning of the podcast. You're listening to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds completely different. You're listening to yeah. filmmakers yeah. drinking bourbon. 
What if we talk yeah. the rest of the podcast like this? If we, you, like, are you in yours? We should talk the rest of the podcast like this. Excellent. So what I was wanting to know is, uh, for the remainder of this podcast, uh, how do you feel about the new technology that's emerged in the filmmaking area? New technology that is emerging in the filmmaking space allows talents of all ages to acquire gear and be professional. Well, specifically speaking about gear, I actually picked up an Osmo Plus, which is a tool for handheld stabilization by the company DJI, who also is familiar for making phantom drones. Wow, that sounds fascinating. Let's hear more. Well, so what I did... <laughs> I can't. I, it's hard to be on the fly when you're doing that. <laughs> I can't do it. No, anyway. Uh, no, need a script. But I did get an Osmo. Yeah, that's sweet. So I'm going to New York next week to help out with this project, with this brand, and I'm going to be shooting some behind-the-scenes stuff. And one of the things that they wanted me to do was they wanted me to film uh, some Facebook Live cool. at a cocktail hour with social media influencers. Nice. So I got to thinking, and I'm like, you know, I don't really want to make a scene. I want it to feel natural. I want to have good energy. I don't want people to get intimidated by big cameras and lights. Yeah, or you're walking around with a phone sure. that people think you're texting. And I didn't time. want to walk around with just a cell phone. So I thought, you know what, maybe the Osmo Plus is the right tool. So it's a, it is a camera. It has got the Zen Muse camera. It's 4K. It shoots uh, with an ISO. It'll go up to 3,000 ISO, so not it, too bad. Is it grainy at 3,000? It's a little grainy, but for like a party with with some lighting and moodiness, it, it feels all right. And if it's FDB, or FDB Live, if it's Facebook Live. Yeah. You, you well, have I guess a, you can you watch have, it later. Yeah, you have set a precedent that, hey, this is kind of like real life. Yeah. So, you know, I think people's expectations are a little lower, but if you look at low light tests for the Osmo Plus, it's not bad. It looks pretty good. Yeah. So I bought it. How and much was it? it was, it's like six ninety five. I went ahead not and bad. grabbed it, and it was easy to set up. It works. And I did an initial test on my Facebook at the, I saw off, that. At the office. It looks awesome. When you started running, it works. I, I bet the person. Yeah, I started. Like, what the hell are you yeah, doing? I started sprinting through the office, yeah. and it was like butter. There's no, ba- like when you use a, a steady cam or a, like a glide cam. There's a lot of balancing, and you yeah. you, you change. You put a lens cap on. And yep, it falls yep, forward. Yeah, yeah. None of that. None of that. That's awesome. Everything on the unit is on the unit. It's already balanced. It knows what it's doing. It's essentially taking the camera off of the drone and putting it on a stick. Yeah. So, and here's why it's why it's useful. I, and at first, I thought this is a gimmick, right? Like, if I'm going to be using stabilization on the ground, I'm going to have you know uh, a Ronin or some yeah. sort of steady cam or whatever. But here's the thing: it's so cost effective. It's simpler. And. You know, it's not for everything. It's not going to be, I'm not going to use it for broadcast commercials. No. But for branded content? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it works. And it, it gets you shots that you can't get with a drone because you're on the ground. Yeah, exactly. And you're in a building. You can. I, I was working on a gig uh, for the movie, or if it's a v- uh, Vimeo show, Chopper Town Nation. Yeah. They were on the back of a motorcycle holding the, uh, holding the drone. And that was awesome. Yeah, they were using it, it as cool. a steady cam. Using it as yeah. a steady cam. Yeah, I get but it. what you're saying is, but that's like a yes. kind of a waste of a, a resource. Yeah, yeah. And that's so, awesome. So this thing it works pretty good. And um, so yeah, so I'm gonna go in. I've got there's like a little micro road microphone that you can, that cool. works with it. So I'm gonna go in. Uh, so on the Facebook Live stuff, I'm gonna use that cool. streaming to Facebook. Um, so that that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, 
something new. Try smooth. And, yeah. Unlike smooth, a phone where yeah, you Yeah, it's butter. Yeah. So it looked it, really smooth. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Um, and then also, uh, what's the other thing? Oh, yeah. I'm going to rent um, the Fuji 100T, which is a kind of a point-and-shoot camera. Cool. Has a cool kind of the old-school body on it. Comes with like a 35-mil lens. That's cool. Shoots uh, HD video and um, – just as a, so I'm gonna, you, that's I'm gonna your use, kit. Yeah, that's my kit. I'm keep like it's one of those things where this the content I'm shooting is supposed to feel real. Yeah, and it's behind the scenes, not a. And so, yeah. I think, and this is from my experience, when you're shooting behind the scenes, you want you don't want people to see you. No, you're trying to be fly inconspicuous, on fly on the wall. You're catching real moments, yeah. catching authentic moments. Yeah. So I want my I wanted my gear kit to be super small. Yeah. So I, you know we do have a you know a 5D Mark III. I have a 24 to 70 lens. I've got a 70 to 200. But I thought, it's man, bulky. It's a little bulky. Yeah. And everyone sees the dude with. And then yes. every, we all know everyone out there knows like when you're shooting video with a 5D Mark III or oh, 70 yeah. or 60, everyone's like, oh, you're taking photos. Yeah. It's like no, I'm doing I'm doing video. Yeah. And so I didn't want to bring the C100s. And so in my mind, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to like go real scrappy yeah. and real sort of, you know, street style. That's cool. So That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. So I did I did something similar when I was in L.A. doing a, another behind-the-scenes piece for the agency I work with. Um, but we had I shot with the um, uh, Leica, Leica Deluxe. Yeah. And its stuff turned out great. And the, the brand loved it. So, That's a nice camera. Yeah. So, um, so this one is kind of their version of the Leica Deluxe. Um, so I'm I'm excited to try it out. That's cool. There's, I've always Canon has a couple of those little like power shots yeah. or whatever that I know um, some people who use them and they're like because I don't want to go. I went I took my um, 7D with a 24 to 105 to Costa Rica. Yeah. When I went on my honeymoon and I was like. It's just too much. Paranoid the whole time. Too much gear, yeah. too much stuff. And I had a card go down on me, and then I found yeah. it in, in the file directory. It was outside. It was just weird. But um, sometimes less is more. Less is always more. Yeah. That's like I think about that with drums, but even though now I want bigger drums. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Less is more. So that was the uh, – that's some of the gear stuff I've, that kind of been fun to mess with. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think we're going to make the jump and get the C300 Mark II. Cool. Cool. So 4K I, I still and probably going to probably gonna end up selling one or both of our C100 Mark IIs. What do those run for, used usually? What's like the market? Well, I mean, I think the, the price dropped a little bit on it. Yeah. Um, but I think it was, I think now you can buy them new for like 4000 or 4900 hmm. That's so, pretty cheap for a camera like that. Yeah. So we would probably list ours anywhere between... 2500 and 3500 It's not bad. It's so, a nice camera. Yeah. If you're interested and you're on the Slack group, holler at me and say, hey, man, if you sell them, I'm interested. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get in touch. We, Alex Elkins helped me shoot that thing. We borrowed your camera. Yeah, it's and a great it camera. it looked awesome. It was like 5 a.m., sun just coming out, crystal clear. It's an awesome camera. No problems. Awesome yeah. camera. Yeah. But I've just gotten we, – we almost hardly ever shoot with two cameras anymore. Yeah. Just because typically two-camera shoots are just like heavy talk, talk, talk. Yeah. And we're trying to do less of that work. It's t- talking head kind yeah. of. Yeah. Where you got two angles. And- yeah. I would rather do a really solid, strong interview with one camera and support it with really amazing B-roll. Yeah. That makes sense. Versus making, using two cameras as a crutch to cover talk, 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 talk yeah. with no B-roll. And if you have a 5D Mark III, you can always throw that up and it looks great. Sure. Those are awesome. So that's cool. So anyways, that's the story, man. Yeah. That's, nice. that's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah. It's Friday.
Man, I feel like we just we've only been sitting here for a couple minutes. It's been almost an hour. I know. <laughs> yeah. It is crazy. Time flies. We jumped into a lot of weird stuff today. Yeah. Books. I think that's the first time. Philosophy. Books. Oh, I wanted to say. So, Neighbor JP, 100 movies in a year. Yeah. I'm not committing to this, but I think I could do that. I think I already do that. Anybody I watch movies all the time. Yeah. I'm 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 going to consider just signing like committing to that and making a list. The Neighbor JP, he came up with a new. So, he was inspired by he he enjoyed that. Yeah, he inspired me. And himself. he has a new a new goal this year. What is the what's So the I got to get him back on the show. Yeah. He um his new goal this year is he's going to watch the Oscar award best picture from every year since the day he was born. Wow, that's a pretty cool. I mean, he's a, since he's the a day, smart guy. Since the day he was born. Wow. So, it's a new challenge. Huh. Interesting thing. This one is 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 more about quality than it is quantity. Yeah. So going back every year of his life wow. and he watching was born, what probably mid sixties or late sixties, late sixties. Well, it, maybe seventies. Seventies. Yeah. 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 He's a couple years older than me. I'm thirty eight, so he's probably forty two, forty. Okay. Yeah. Forty four. So you're looking. I mean, there's some good. So yeah. I, but I thought it was a cool concept. Like, not just the best picture. Like this was nominated best picture since the day you were born. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good idea. I, it'd be interesting to see how they change. You can see how technology changes. Yeah. You can see how acting styles change. You can see cultural relevance, racial division yeah. in the Oscars, which is a big thing. Um, he's an innovator. He is he's an, an innovator. innovator. He's one of the greatest. Yeah, man. he's a great man. I love that guy. Yeah. Well, it's been fun talking to you. It's been uh, great. The music sounds great. Yeah, love, thank you. I'm excited to, for the record. Yeah. People, just tell them one more time where they can go to check that out. So go to uh, Talk the Band. Dot bandcamp.com. Okay. I'm 99% sure that's right. All right, cool. <laughs> if not, it'll somewhere in the yeah. Google sphere you'll find it. Yeah. Um, and check that out. Connect with us on uh, on the Insta and the uh, the Twitters at FDB Podcast. Um, and, you know, connect with us on the Slack group. It's always fun to stay in touch. Uh, I will be in New York next week, um, the 8th through the 10th. I think we're going to try to have a little FDB meetup on Friday the 10th. Um, cool. I know I'm getting together with Angus and Joe, but I think we want to try to throw it out there. A couple people on the Slack group said they're interested. If you're listening and you're like, yes, I would love to do a meetup in New York and drink bourbon with filmmakers, please join the Slack group or holler at us on Instagram or Twitter and say, hey, man, I'm down to meet up in New York. Um, we would love to hang out with you guys. It's always fun when we travel to connect with uh, with listeners. So um, with that said, man, uh, you guys take care out there. It's a, it's a brave new world, man. It's a brave new world. It's a brave, brave new, new world. world. It's dangerous. Dangerous awesome. out there. So, uh, yeah. And keep in mind that, uh, you know, ultimately it's, uh, it's, about, uh, it's about starting. It's about starting. That's the key thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and be on the lookout for a blog post from me. To check out this girl's book. I was just gonna say. Yeah. Do you know people? I, who read I wish, I wish I had this written down, but um, it's a phenomenal. It's got to be a phenomenal book. I, yeah. I, there's, I have no doubt that it's great. So, uh, we're gonna leave you with one, one, the one thing that you need to walk away with from today, and that is whatever you're doing in 2017, uh, just go start. Just go start. Get start. out there. Start. You gotta start. Start somewhere. Cheers. This podcast was recorded live at Sound Images Studio.
Find out more at soundimages.com.